I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. All right, fans, let's give it up for the starting lineup of Footy Prime, the podcast! A seven-foot center, number 11, Jimmy Brennan! A six-eight forward, number 69, Brendan Dunlop! A six-five guard... Number one, Craig Stacks Forrest. A 6'10 forward at double zero, Dan Wong, 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 Wong. And a 6'2 guard, number 23, your 203 episode MVP, James Byman Sharman. Let's get this party started. Thank you, JC. Yeah, quite the opening for uh, a benchmark, a benchmark episode for us, everyone. You know, numbers, I think that maybe we aspire to once upon a time. Um, but in reality, Wonga, we, we never thought we'd reach the heights of pod number 203. You know, some might celebrate 200, not us. No, uh, we tried to celebrate 200. Brendan, I think, wanted to celebrate he 200. He was desperate to. Try to fit in enough pods during the week because he's on holiday this week. Yeah, didn't tell us that at the time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, why don't we, uh, you know, do 200, you know, and we'll just get some more pods done. Why? We're, we're, we're prime. 203 makes more sense to us. Well, and you said it best. You said it's very footy primish, primish of us to celebrate our anniversary on the 203rd episode, <laughs> which it is. So I think... What 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 screams to me, Footy Prime, is that on this this house yon day, this special occasion, um, two of our members can't make it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> one of them who wanted to celebrate an anniversary, yeah, couldn't make it. Brendan can't make it. Yeah. fair enough. And nor can Craig today. Yeah. Um, however, fear not, Footy Prime listeners. Um, I'm here, and Jimmy's here, and as you heard, Wong is here, and JC was here with that great opening. So, uh, and we're at Betty's on King. Drinking yeah, a pint. We've come a long way, but but not literally, because literally our first podcast was 50 yards away. Yes. <laughs> in the studio down the road from. That's right. Studio or in the park? No, it was a studio back in those days. Yeah. yeah. By the way, who put the balloons up? Is that for the celebration? It's for you. Do you have your microphone on? All right. All right. Just making sure. 
And then, no, that was, those balloons are for you, Jimmy. The, the pink and the blue and the yellow. Is that for, for two and three? And by the way, Charms, it, you're not six foot two. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. You're stood beside me. You're not six foot two. I, I think B was six foot eight in that opening as well. And he's not six foot eight. Yeah, he is with his hair. When his hair's standing up, he's six foot eight. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm six foot on a good day. Generally speaking, five eleven and a half. But, <laughs> What's you know. a good day when you wear when you wear blundstones? When you yeah, wear yeah, boots? Yeah, yeah. My heels. Because I'm yeah. six foot when I wear blundstones. Jimmy has been saying he's six foot. I believe him, mm. but I only recognize it. I had to. I had when remember we went drinking on that Saturday. Uh, that's when I went. Okay, Jimmy's six foot. I'm about five eleven. So hey, I got my my body composition done this week. No, <laughs> what the fuck what? Are you is that? Is that like looking in the mirror? Is that like? Look- Let me tell you, I wasn't actually. I, well, I was. I was. I had grave concerns. Put it that way, you know. And and it ain't great. It ain't are you going to share with us? But, uh, yeah, sure, I don't care. Is this part of the fat fit? Is this part of the fat fit? Is this fat fit? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm aspiring to become fat fit. <laughs> Fucking fat fit. It's the three Fs. <laughs> Where is it? Let me look here. Oh, yeah, body body comp. Here we go. Yeah. All right. So what would you say my body fat percentage is? Be fair. Be like, honestly. I mean, okay, as an athlete, at, at your best, what was yours? Uh, cool. Can you remember? It was very, very low. Between five and ten percent type thing. I'd probably say maybe seven eight. Seven eight. Yeah. Do you remember what yours was? Yeah, it was like seventeen eighteen. <laughs> I always rocked. 18, I always, yeah, I always rocked a belly. Well, I feel better now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What are you? So, what, what, guess. Like pork scratching. <laughs> <laughs> pork scratching fit. No, I'm just or, curious. What do you think? You know, you guys. You know, okay, you, I know that. I know this. That I do that. <laughs> scratching. Twenty five is body mass index. Means you're high, right? What is sorry? Body mass index means you're on yeah, your way I mean, to be Yeah, I mean, BMI fat. is kind of bullshit, right? Oh, okay. it depends on tool you are. Some, some really muscular guys have a high BMI. Okay, so what I... So it's, this is just it's called, body fat and, and skeletal muscle mass and weight, right? And they do is there, a, is there of, a negative involved in this, guess? Um, no, <laughs> See, I, I think you look good. I do too. Thanks, Jimmy. I do. I think you look good. I'm going to say 15%. 15? Well, yeah. thank you. It's not 15. I wish it was 15. It's not 15. 20. The way you're looking at me, 32. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, one almost hit a 19.3%. Dude, oh, that's which is bad. better than I thought it would that's, be. You know what? You could also round really down good. to 15 at 19.3. Yeah, sure, you could do. It's, you know, my, my legs and my arms are skinny. You know, my, my gut is a fucking disaster. Yeah, but, um, at our age. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. So, yeah, I, I was quite surprised by that. Do you have a Richard Hatch gut? Survivor? First Survivor, where if you lo- went on Survivor, you lost a lot of weight. You'd have to get oh, and that the still there, right? Yeah, and you have to get Suck the, it up. you know, that that fat, yeah. the skin, plastic surgery yeah, thing. No, no, I extra don't think so. skin I, I think thing. If I actually was disciplined and actually, you know, really watched what I ate and worked out five times, I would probably lose the gut. I think without too many stretch marks. Well, with that fat fit, how many push uh, push ups? You said you could do push ups. You weren't going to be good at chin ups, or and I get chin ups, or yeah, like, awful. Yeah, I, I did six two years ago, and I wrecked my six. elbow. Oh, did yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't do six. Not chin-ups. no, but they're they're hard. They're awful. Yeah, yeah. The push ups I can do. Okay, like what? I think we all can, can't we? I, I can I can knock off in a minute probably about forty five. In 50. a minute, really? That's what I. That I don't was think I'd be forty five. Not that's anymore. Not you're, you're pretty fit. Yeah, that's you're just. But that's upper body. Like my, I went and played basketball with guys who play basketball, two games I lasted. 
two games, like two games up to nine. I was hoping we didn't win and we won the first game. And I was just dragging my ass. Like it's not, a, yeah. it's not fun anymore until I get in shape. You know, the thing is too, like we, and, and we've got to remember sometimes in charms, right? <laughs> <laughs> and some, it just, just was my gut. He did. He and did. In, that and, was actually so mean. In some what cultures, in some cultures, when you have a little bit of a gut, it means wealthiness or, or a big gut. <laughs> you're very happy. Yeah. You eat well. I'm, I'm not you happy. drink well. I'm you're rich. And you're smiling. You're always smiling. He's a happy man. Whereas in our culture, it just is nothing but self-loathing. <laughs> right? Uh, Charms, you're Rubenesque. You're go. You're bringing it back to uh, yeah. the nice round people. We uh, we missed you though, Wonga, on the whole fat fit conversation. Oh, that was so up my alley. It was up your alley, wasn't it? It really yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. And that and that B, we're gonna B's not here. Yeah. So happy 203rd B. It's our anniversary show. Uh, but I think, I think Sharms was right. I think you were hammered a little bit, you know, like he would have been the heaviest fat fit guy in the locker room. But he wouldn't have been in the locker room though. That's my point. <laughs> could he be a referee? Cause those guys are fit now. No, no. Oh yeah, for sure. He could. No. And, and that's my whole point was I wasn't really criticizing B. Like, he is a relatively fit dude. Average Joe. He's at the high end of average yeah. Joe. Yes. But he's not sitting in that room of a professional team and saying, I he's a bit he's the tubby one. No. Yeah. He'd be like, he no, he's the water boy. He's not anywhere near <laughs> the ball itself. You know? That's what I was trying to put across. That's all. If it came across as being too harsh, I apologize. I don't think it did though. No, I think no. it I think it added it. it. It's friendly fire. It's a bit of banter. <laughs> What's wrong with that? We take the piss out of each other. It's all good. I laugh. hope so. I it's hope all so. It's a good too. laugh. Never, yeah. Hey, listen. If we can't take the piss out of each other as friends and have a laugh and a little bit of a giggle, then we're doing the wrong thing, aren't we? Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. You know, we all hang out. We have a laugh with each other. And- yep. Yep. Nothing's off off limits. <laughs> really, nothing's off limits. <laughs> no. um, I wish B was here because he definitely watched the conference league final. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm before sure you guys didn't. Before no, I even worse than that. Because I saw a final that you were tweeting about. You were tweeting about this I actually earlier. watched most of it, yeah. yeah when so, I remembered it was on, I, I tuned in. Right. Sharms watched it. Uh, and then before the show, I said, Sharms, let's save this because what was that ch- conference? What's a conference final? Conference Co- League. Conference League. I'm Explain sure we've it. been over this before. Co- not the Conference League. I'm pretty sure we have. All right, then do it again. You just don't listen. <laughs> I, I have a hard time listening. You've got, got a fat brain as well as a fat gut. You know? um, so the conference league. Is, well, let's let Jimmy explain. Nineteen point three is throwing out fucking knives. Nineteen point three. Got a fat brain. What fat stupid? You're twenty six percent fat. Oh, nice. sure. <laughs> You're hitting the two to two six there. Yeah, am I? That's yeah, like, for that's sure. Boring obese. It's yeah, like a, for it's sure. Like a, a boy in the ocean. I, yeah, exactly. Bobbing up and well, that's good that my head is, is full of fat because that's what's floating. Yeah. You've got a big cranium. I do. I do. Mm-hmm. I can't say much. I do as well. Yeah. yeah. Both got big heads. Yeah. I thought I did, but then you guys have huge heads. Yeah. Heating a toothpick. Yeah. I always <laughs> thought I was a candy apple. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, Jimmy, explain yeah. to Wonga what the conference league is. For this one. Hey, by the way, and I, once you tweeted that, I said, come on, Roma. You did, yeah. That, that's yeah. my Italian team. Yeah. My yeah. Italian Even team though you Roma. didn't realize they were in the final. Of course I realized they were in a final. So and what is the conference league then? Because they haven't won it in what, 17 years? No, they never won it. They never won the European trophy. In 17 years or 14 years. They, they haven't, haven't won, won a, 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 a trophy. trophy. Yeah, any trophy in 14. A trophy. And this is the first European trophy. So, yeah. so and Mourinho, is, by the way, again, look. Oh, winning. no. Yeah, I winning saw that. Things. Mourinho. Winning. So 
Char- break it down. So you got in Europe, you got your Champions League. Yes. You know what that is. Yes. Top four in EPL yep. go on yep. to play all different European champions. You got your Europa League, which is yes. the next couple five of teams to eight. Down, right? Yes. Not, not to eight. What is it? Five to, no, five to eight. It depends on the league, right? Because uh, it's all about coefficients. It's oh, okay. But right. right now they have, uh, is it five to seven then? Five, no, six, I seven? Two, I think it's two spots, isn't it? In what? In, in Europa, Europa. In England. Yeah, it's two. And <laughs> it's then two there's spots. a qualifier. Oh, that's why they have three. Right, okay. So two guaranteed yeah. spots. And then below that you have one berth, I believe, or is it two for the, or two berths for the Conference League, which is brand new this season to reward the really, the, the worst of the best. Worst of the best. Yeah, remember we discussed that. We yes. As a, as a podcast, but that's how I felt are, about that league conference championship or the that's what this is. European championship where yes. it was uh, Villarreal versus Chelsea because Villarreal won the Europa and they called that. Oh, no, you're thinking of the Super Cup. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so the Super Cup is an exhibition before each season, right, essentially, and it's the Champions League winner against the Europa League winner. And that's the Super Cup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a and lot it's of trophies. For UA this feels FIFA. like participation but, but, but when we're kids. Now, right? So Arsenal and Man U. Yes. Right? Are in the Europa League. Okay. Okay. For next next round, next season. Talk with your microphone. West Ham. <laughs> West Ham yes. is in the Europa Conference League qualification. Okay. That makes For sense next to season. Me. Which okay. really pissed off right? David Moyes by the sounds of it post match yeah. last weekend because they, they had such a great run this year in the Europa League. Right. Yeah. But West Ham in the conference league, you gotta think they might fancy their chances. Don't you think? Sure. Obviously much can happen this summer, right? But that might be their level. We discussed where are we as a podcast. We did discuss that we are a conference league podcast. <laughs> yeah. Qualification. Yeah. <laughs> not even actually, not guaranteed spot. <laughs> we are maybe the best of the worst. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the best way to break it down. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. is where we are. So, <laughs> so Joe Rogan is Champions League, right? Oh, let's keep it football related, right? So uh, Football Weekly on The Guardian. Yes. Without doubt, that that's Champions League podcast right. material, yep. right? Um, Crouches. Um, yeah, they're, they're more like us, but just better. Yeah, uh, see. Oh, right. where, where are you putting Crouchy? I'm Champions League. He's Champions League. You're putting Crouchy in Champions the, the League? The podcast? Yeah. He was my old teammate. He was funny as hell. What a funny He's man. He's great in this podcast, oh, yeah. Played yeah. with him at Norwich. Oh, did you really? Yeah. You wouldn't meet a funnier guy. And an absolute great. monster. Stood out like a sore thumb every time you went out with him. Yeah. When you first saw him, you're thinking, this can't be a footballer. No. Right? He's not. We talk about fat fit. What is Crouchy? No, that's a good that's a good one. Right? Because he does not strike you as a football, but he had the touch. Obviously great in the air. His touch was ridiculous. You could ping anything at him and for the size of him for a big man. What a great touch. I tell you, Deech was the same. Deech had a great touch for a big man. Really did. Well, Deech also always ran around with a shiv too. Like you're gonna get a you're gonna get knifed in the kidney yeah, the if you come oh, and yeah. play with him. He he was he was dirty. If he wanted to be mean and, and nasty, but he I had that in his locker. How did you stop Crouch though? Because he had he had all the tools. Did guys body him? How did they? How did they? Well, he play tried him? to, but he he was good. You know, that was how you defend close and you get nice and tight with him. But he'd always just grab you and put your you know his hand on your chest and push you away a little bit and give you that extra because he's super long, extra, right? So long, yeah. And then when he put his foot in the ball and then he leaned into you, that ball now, I mean, a regular guy, it's probably two yards away from you. When right. he does it, it's like three, four yards away from you. That's so interesting. Yeah, in of course. Grab it. There was no chance. And then every time the ball was coming in the, into the box from across, you're just thinking, oh, my God, here he's coming. You, you know the big man somewhere in the box. 
And that's the problem when you're playing against those big guys because they're, they've got good movement, but they're great in the air. And then they've got an extra, what, foot? Foot on yeah. top of you, so. Well, I have to tell you a story about the Peter Crutch podcast. Yeah. We wanted to advertise on the Peter Crutch podcast. They wouldn't let us because they see us as direct competition. I told that to Sharms, didn't well, I? Yeah, you did. So, and so, so think about it. We might not be uh, Conference League. We could be we, Europa. Are we, are we, we could be Europa. On the periphery of the Champions League? No, I, I don't know. To the, the Peter Crash podcast? Look, we're we're competing. They see us as competition. Now, what do you say they? Is it is it their their provider, their platform? I can't imagine Pete is having chats with his boys. You know, we're not having those guys. Not he might have. A, he might have now a uh, representation. He does. He, he must have an agency that says yes or no. Yeah, I'm sure they have no say in it. So it here's the thing, we, Peter Crouch we podcast. We're coming after you, but you're also invited on our show. <laughs> we, 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 can, we just have to go through the qualifiers. That's right. First. That's right. There you <laughs> we'll do a seven man uh, WrestleMania against the Peter Crouch podcast. Because I think we'd have a good time with them. Oh, heads. I'm yeah, sure they'd fit in really well. Yeah, but it's a long road trip for them to come for the away leg. True. Right. But you know what? If we're all in Qatar. There's a hotel, a hotel salon that we could all do a podcast out of. <laughs> That's what we're hoping. Brendan's sleeping overnight, praying each night, his knees at the bed at the end. Did you mean a saloon? No, a salon. Salon, yeah. Sorry, but saloon too would work. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we, we're Europa League. We're not I think League. we are Europa you think League. So, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. If they're this, seeing us... The, well, just, the Europa League champion gets the Champions League spot. That might be our best way to compete with Crouchy in the Champions League is by right. winning the Europa League. Yeah. I think right. that, I think you're there. For someone who's 19.3, you're there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I didn't realize he was at Norwich. What yeah, was, yeah, came on loan. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Were you boys? Yeah, man. Great guy. <laughs> well, really Deitch, good Deitch, guy. QPR knew him at QPR, right? Yeah. yeah. I think actually Crouchy may have been... May, may have washed, washed or polished uh, uh, Deitch's boots. Did he mention that story once? I'm sure he did. I don't know. I know that the big story I was remember, the two big stories was, I think Deitch is mentioned in uh, Beckham's book. Beckham's book, yeah. And the other one is the Robbie Savage. He hate, did, disliked Robbie Savage. Yeah. And we thought Deitch was going to, there's a story where Robbie Savage goes, these guys are after me after a game. And it was the fans of at another a ball, team at a club, yeah. at a club, and he says, "Deach, can you help me out?" And the way the story was building, he had me and Charms thinking that he was going to say, "Okay, I'm going to swallow all the shit I did dislike about this guy and help him out." And he goes, "No, fuck you!" And he's, the guy ran into the bathroom. <laughs> Robbie Savage runs to the bathroom, and these guys chase him. And Deach is basically pointing where the bathroom is. <laughs> and Sharps and I couldn't believe it. We went, "He is the devil." No, nah, he is. He's I a believe bad person. It. He's a villain. Is, yeah, the thing is with Deach too, right? Like he's <laughs> he's he's a great guy, and you know if someone pisses off Deach, then there's an issue with that guy that pisses off Deach. Yeah, that's, Deitch a, good, gets that's a good way of putting it. Deitch actually, gets along yeah. with everybody. Yeah. And I know what he's talking about with Robbie Savage because I remember in Nottingham. You <laughs> Here's know, we, the story. <laughs> we, 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 we would go out for a night out and, you know, you'd have Derby County, you had Leicester City, the North, uh, Nottingham Forest guys. And we go to, to the, the bar. Most of the time, all the Derby guys and Leicester guys would come up to Nottingham because Nottingham was a great place to go out. And I remember being in a club. And then I'm there with a pair of jeans and just chilled and relaxed. And this guy comes in 
back in 2000 with this all white suit <laughs> dappered up. And I'm like, who is this clown? Kentucky Fried Chicken, the oh, Colonel. Long, long flowing locks. And, and you could just you see, jealous, probably, you? You, you could just see 90% of the bar wanted to punch his head in. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. The way you describe those locks, you're like, man, I wish I had those locks. No, there's no way I couldn't. I tried to grow my hair once, like long, because I have a big head in my. My hair was even pushing. Oh, I have a lot of hair. Wait too. a second. You had a bit of a rat tail slash mullet. No, mullet. Mullet, you know, mullet I years had, for sure. I had every single, At TFC. Yeah, I had every single haircut you could imagine. Everything. Some of them weren't Shaved, great. Mohawk. Jerry Dobson met you. I think it was at Norwich. He did a piece with you, I think. Yeah. And you're walking through the town. And he showed it to us. And you had these frozen tips. Yeah. Yeah, and remember on, on that episode of Soccer Central, Craig was taking the piss out of you mercilessly. <laughs> it was fashionable. It was fashionable, then, James. In the, and my hairstylist of Norwich, my hairstylist. <laughs> I used to come in every you know every two weeks. What do you recommend? What What are we doing here? Every were you every two week cut? Were you? Every every two week, a little little touch up, little trim. Yeah. So not was, even match days because no. nowadays. No, do you know why? Because in in Nottingham they have a big fashion university. Okay. So it's quite a trendy place, trendy city, and so you you got to keep up with the times. I got to make sure that the the hair. Was how often were you going for a hairdo? I'm probably every two every weeks. Every two weeks, right? So, so was it just before? Are the you game? an every two weeks guy when you're on air? Oh, I was no, no, I'm not done up. No, I just no. like what was your average for straight-haired white dudes? That's an um, honest question. You know what? I, it wasn't every two weeks. No, probably once a month. Once a month. Yeah. All right. Yeah. See, I was once. Every three months, four months, so really? I just let it grow and no, because didn't my, matter. My hair it grew quick. Okay, yeah, but you're but also like a footballer. You're a professional yeah. footballer. No, no, right I, now was it was it like part of your ritual the day before the game? I did. It you was go just to like the little, same barber, get the same little, little, little touch little, up, little routine. Did you get your nails done? No, <laughs> no, because you were talking about us going no. to the spa, and we all want to go to the spa. Do you yeah. get your your your? Do you get the pedicure and the manicure? What do you get? When you're at the spa, no, I, I I don't really go. I think I'll tell you. I'll tell you. <laughs> yes, tell us a story. <laughs> it's a and, and, it, and it put me. It's off a waxing story, time. isn't it? Yes, exactly. It put, it put me off big time. So, so, so I, uh, I I went to go I, get you know a, a, a pedicure, a pedicure, right? Because my you know footballer's feet and the nails. And normally we used to have a, a shropodist who used to come in, right? Every every so often. A what? A shropodist. Yeah, that's that's like a higher end pedicurist. Yeah, so oh, the I didn't know. Yeah, it's a great word. You got corns. You got shit in your feet. Okay, clip your nails, right? So I used to the chiropodists used to come in and they used to <laughs> fix your feet and clip the toenails and everything. And at that time, I was I was kind of seeing this girl, and she's like, "Let's go for a, a mani pedi." And I was like, "Look, I said I'm I'm not really the type of guy that's <laughs> into mani pedis." And she's just try it. You'll like it. So I was like, okay, listen, I'll, 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 I'll do it. So I go to this place and I sit down and they go, okay, take your, take your shoes off and take your socks off. And you put them in this little bath for feet, right? And then I had to put my hands up and I'm soaking them, right? Into this, this lukewarm water. Okay. I guess I don't, I have no idea, right? This is all, this was all new to me. So picture about 10 people all in a line, right? In these big seats that they do, okay? And the woman starts looking at me. She's clipping my fingernails and she's doing the little massage and everything's going good. I was like, oh, this is quite nice. And give me a hand massage. I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, now, now we're talking. I can get into this. Well, don't my feet come out? Footballer's feet. 
right? Nails all over the place, a couple of toenails missing. <laughs> Doesn't she put a mask on? <laughs> <laughs> and this is well before COVID. The mask, well before COVID. The mask comes on, right? She starts talking in a foreign language to her partner. I have no idea what they're saying. It's obviously like, obvious, look at this guy's feet. They're disgusting. I got to put a mask on, goggles. And then they bring out that, that thing. It's like a little sander that comes across. And you could see like she wanted nothing to do with my disgusted. feet. She was disgusted. Totally disgusted. Yeah. And obviously I'm embarrassed because that's probably the first time she's ever put a mask Where, on. What city were you in? Nottingham. This is like a uh, National Geographic in Nottingham. Yeah. You know, you're like I never went taking back. pictures of the, the built-up Nottingham. And there's Jimmy with these deformed toes. <laughs> I'm thinking of some, you know, remember that show Footballers Wives? I'm yeah. thinking like a spin-off Footballers Feet. They're disgusting oh, They're horrible things, right? And do you always lose toes? I always, mean toenails. Sorry, always. not toes. toes. I always noticed that drop off hanging left, out in the locker room right of like center. TFC, you know, post-match and stuff yeah. or training, right? You know, when I was working at the sports net or the school. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, these these naked footballers walking around. Right? Yeah. And I couldn't take my eyes <laughs> off the feet. Foot fetish. Foot fetish. Are you sure just the feet, James? <laughs> there was no much look at. No much look at, boys. Those feet were horrible. And he's been in a few dressing rooms. Those 14-inch feet. <laughs> Those 12-inch feet that are like Coke cans. Yeah. Could you take your eyes off those? Doesn't matter about the shoe size. No. <laughs> were you there when poor Jermaine Defoe, his first first game, and uh, the media came in and no one had warned him that they'll be in the locker room. Yep. And he's coming out and he's getting out of the shower and he's getting ready. And it's like, like it's his first game, right? A bloody big game. Why, right? it, so are they not in the locker room in Prem? No. No. No, no. 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 They, the don't come in, they don't come in the oh. dressing room. It's a North American thing, right? And, I remember uh, when I first came back, it was the same thing. Well, you're all always the press, all the press came back in. Dude, was, you're like, always why the press, why you're the, the happiest press person in the world. I never that you're liked it. I thought, always thought it was strange, right? So, you know, the, JJ's back in there for the first time. And I, I've told this story before on the podcast, but, um, and, and it was a big gathering. There must have been 15, 20 camera and media there, right? And we're all around his stall. And he's like, just taking his time. And like, we're saying, okay, anytime, Jermaine. I'm like, come on, man. And he turns around and goes, what? Are you looking at my willy? And he had no idea. I feel bad for the guy. Someone should have warned him. It is odd. And, yeah. and you're never going to get a good answer from someone who's naked. You're no, just that's not. true. You're better I, off waiting until after. I was actually assistant coach at the time. And playing? Were you playing and yes, assistant? No, no. Were. Yeah, because you were I was assistant coach. And I definitely didn't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> was that strategic? <laughs> yeah. Definitely did not Well, tell the him. thing is, he was bald too. So his head actually looked like the head of his penis probably. Like it was one of those things where you're like, well, let's interview the penis. No, I don't know. Probably, probably nothing Damn, about that, actually. I well, I don't know. You were assistant coach. <laughs> I'm not sure what your penis looks Charms. like. Charms. Uh, oh, my, my, if I shaved my head, my penis and my my uh, head would look a lot alike. Not the same size, though. <laughs> Smiley. <laughs> huge cranium. Happy to be there. <laughs> Just happy. Enjoying life. Le leaking a little. Yeah. Oh, well, monkeypox is in, so maybe... <laughs> Maybe. I can't believe Maybe it's, there's it's monkey taken, it's take, um, uh, Sorry, just to pull the conversation away from uh, Wong as Wang. Um, I forgot, it's taken this long to realize that you were, of course, you were on staff during the bloody big deal. That's right. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. interesting, actually. Let's get into that a little bit. Because that was a great marketing, great marketing move. Huge. You get on the field for whatever reason, right? That, that, had, that had nothing to do with me, the marketing. No, but it's, it was great marketing, though. I would no, take, it was great. take credit for it. Yeah, oh, it are you? A bloody big deal. And we still talk about it. And I'll tell you now, right? People don't realize what a great finisher he was. 
He's probably one of the best finishers I've ever seen in my life. You should see him in training. It was ridiculous. How he could just pick out corners, the way he strikes the ball, how, his Give release, me, how quick it was. I oh. know I know him. Give me a comparison to nowadays, because that's 10 years ago when I didn't follow it much. But I have watched Jermaine Defoe uh, highlights. So who's Defoe, who's Defoe who's now? Who's Defoe now? Yeah. Give me, like, that's a good question. international, across the board. I don't, I don't think you can compare anybody to, to Defoe. He was just, he was so unique. But he went back. I do remember this. And smart, and I, a smart footballer. His movement, he was so clever. Yeah, he went he, back he, and then he went to Rangers. He yes, won, won he just Scottish retired now. He retired yeah. like That's literally right. a few years yeah. ago, yeah, from Rangers. That it is unbelievable. amazing. He looked after himself. I thought he would score hundreds of goals in MLS when they, when they signed him. I thought for sure. It didn't work out, obviously. He wasn't why why didn't it the, work out, coach? I think it was... Some I people can't was, move away from home. No, it was difficult for him to settle. I think he, he had a he had a bit of trouble settling in into the city. You know, it's uh, it's completely different from from what he was used to. Um, was he good in the room? Did he like look? I, I, I liked him. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. Say, I couldn't say a, a, a bad word about him. You know, I, I always got on with him, and you know, we we had some good chats, good talks about football. But I think it was uh, he. he he just found it really hard settling in. I think he missed missed home, missed the, the UK, missed the football on TV every single day, open up the newspaper, it's just football, football, football. Mm-hmm. We're here, it's a bit different. It's nice when I think some guys first come over um, and they get to experience, you know, the North American lifestyle, you know, go to a Raptors game, go to a league yeah, game, a baseball yeah. game. But then after, when you're that passionate and love football that much, where you're in the UK... And it's just in your face football every day. You have to crave it. And he craved football. He loved it. And that's why I think he just went, look, I can't settle. I've, I've got to go back and I want to be back in, back in England. But it's what, funny. A, what a good guy. I, I, I really did enjoy working with him. It's funny because I, I remember talking about him before and I thought it was very odd that he didn't excel also because they made such a big deal about him. But then we were talking about that kid who came out of the closet. And I was thinking, what... You know, if he doesn't make it past a certain level in England, is there any better city to come to than Toronto? If you're going to be a gay athlete in like in the world and be city, Toronto's the place to be. Yeah, like you, no one would care. We cheer you on. No, you know, I, like I, I, I agree with you with that. I think you know Toronto. Toronto for me. Look, I'm, you know, I spent 13 years in in the UK and I and I loved it. You know, I loved England. I loved everything about it, you know, because I, I, I have that passion for football. I love it. Um, but I did miss and, and I did love coming home in my off season, coming back to Toronto and being out and just how diverse, multicultural it was. And, you know, I can go anywhere in the city and get any type of food from around the world any time of the day. And I love that. Um, and it was so we're, we're, we're so passionate about sport here as well. It's so sport oriented at times. And, you know, we, we get behind the teams that we support. And I, and I love that where, you know, in, the, in England, it was just, it's football, football or nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was nice for me to get away when I came back home and it was just something different. And, and that was one of the reasons why I came home because I, I, I missed, I missed the city so much. Did it take you time to acclimatize to UK when you first moved there and, and that sporting culture when it is full on, especially in Bristol, right? Yeah. It's not a big town. Um, I'm sure you were it, it actually is. I think it's the fourth biggest in the country. 
Is it really? Yeah, a lot of people don't so realize London, that. Birmingham, Manchester, Bristol? Yeah. No. Bristol's massive. Look it up, Dan. Wow. I, I, I won't question God. you. That's, that's surprising me. Massive. Boots Jimmy. Massive city. Yeah. And I, and <laughs> I, look I, it and up, Dan. <laughs> because I've seen you grab your phone. But I, and, and I remember, and do you know what music came out at the time when I was in um, when Bristol? And it's a huge music, music scene in Bristol. Yeah. Who's the big band from Bristol? So Jungle. Do you remember Jungle? The, the type yeah, of music? That, that's yeah. what, yeah, yeah. Right? So back then we had, uh, in Trip Hop, it was like Gold... Uh, Portis Head. Portis, uh, Portis Head. They are Bristol, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. There was loads of big bands that came, that came out of... Uh, the whole drug scene. You must have loved it out there when you no, first moved not there. No, that, that wasn't for me. But the whole underground scene was, was great. But when you were out in Bristol, were you easily recognized as, as, a, as a player? Or do you have that anonymity because no, it was when big it, when, enough? Yeah, when I, when I broke into the first team, it was uh, then you start really getting recognized. I mean, look, Bristol City is a sleeping giant. That club has got potential to be absolutely more than Rovers. Massive, yeah. The gas head Who cares about the gas. <laughs> oh, number five, Liverpool, number four. Yeah. So here are the. Ooh. All right. Actually, I, no. I I'm wrong. Corrected. I'm wrong because they put UK, and so Glasgow was number three. So it's London, Birmingham, Liverpool, Bristol, Manchester, but, number five. Liverpool's bigger than Manchester. Yep. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Bristol's massive, big city, and Bristol is massive attack. Massive attack. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I've learned a lot in this podcast already. I've learned, yeah. you know, what, what Wonga's Wang looks like. Yep. And I've learned that Bristol is a really Smiling, city, just yeah. happy to be there. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? Canadians teaching in Britain. Yeah, imagine that, eh? How well, big well, a city you, is. You spent 13 years there, right? Yeah. I spent 16 years there. That's, That's really it. Must well, it's over, not, it's yeah. not far off, right? Yeah. yeah, I always tell Craig, Craig spent longer in England than I did. It's amazing. He never, he went over at 16. Mm-hmm. It's amazing he never picked up an accent. You well, I'm, I came here at 16. Has my accent changed? I don't know. Has it? Hardly. No? Not much. I mean, yeah, I can tell you have an accent, but I, yeah. Yeah. you do it's use Canadian you words, do, you too. Do, you, don't. you do throw in A. Like, that's part of your lexicon. That's, that's oh, my just him trying is to settle in. Yeah. Far more it's just English. you've got the accent, but you use the lexicon of Canada. Yeah. Oh, I wonder, Craig, though, we never knew. I didn't know Craig when he was 25. Did he sound more English? You tell us, Jimmy. Well, you you. <laughs> You have to, like, for, for instance, you're saying A, right? Mm-hmm. So it's very Canadian. No? Although what? in England, we use A, but it's A. It's a little bit different, but we do you use A. It's but it's A like A Y E? Like A. You wouldn't go, no, 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 no. No, but you wouldn't turn around and say, oh, you know, that was a great great meal, eh? Um, what I say, that was a great meal, eh? I would say that. That was a great meal, eh? I'd say that. Okay. I wouldn't say that's a great meal, eh? But A and A, you know, I think we do use it over there. Yeah, maybe. I just just kind of dawned but on me. What what you had to do was you you had to had to understand the lingo and the dialect. And Bristol was very hard for me when I first went over. Just the accent, the way they speak. Well, you're you know, the country bumpkins, hard. aren't you? Yeah. You talk a bit like this. And I had no idea what was going on. And um, but you. you you pick up on certain words and certain lingo and, and obviously, you know, you're playing with a lot of Londoners and they're rhyming with everything. And I had no idea what was going on. And, and eventually you, you start to get it and then you start using those words in the dressing room, you know, so that you kind of fit in. So you, you do tend to speak more British because you're just trying to fit in and speak yeah, their dialect and their lingo. Um, and that's what happens a lot of times when we end up going over there. And now look, I mean, I, my, my mother's Scottish, my father's Irish. So, I, I could understand the Scottish and Irish guys better than I could half the English guys because the Londoners and guys from the South, 
they talked in rhyme, so I had no idea what the hell they were talking about. And then you had the West Country, where's all right, right, me Cocker Spaniel? And I was like, what the fuck? What's a Cocker Spaniel? What's right, going Cocker. on here? Yeah. Well, I had a hard time, and I've always had a hard time, picking up on uh, Scottish accents. So Caldwell, Steve Caldwell, that we had on, on interview a couple weeks ago, dude, I can't understand him. I cannot. Really? My ear, and I, like, I'm not horrible with languages. I speak English and French, but it's tough for me to pick up on Glaswegian. And like Glaswegian is tough. But yeah. I find that whole Scottish. Yeah. I, yes, Glaswegian. Some Irish sometimes. Yeah. If it's Northern Ireland. Like yeah. I, or I forget where, where in Ireland. But the that's, that is it Northern Ireland? The North. Yeah, that's that's where my, my dad's side of the family. Everybody's from the North. So those are accents that I is so difficult for me to even grasp. And yeah. I'm like, you're speaking the same language as I am? I, that's yeah. hard for me. Like, see, my, my mother, my mother's got, she's got a really strong. Give me your mom's accent. She speaks Scottish. Give Talks me. like that. Where is she from in Scotland? Loch Lomond. Okay, so give me her most Scottish uh, thing that, that when she gets mad at you. Uh, you dust cunt. No, she, she called me Seamus. What was that mean? What's that mean? It's James in Gaelic. Yeah. Seamus is when Seamus. she's mad at you? Oh yeah. Then I know him. Then I know him. So what? Shit. Like you pee you peed in your you peed in her pots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what about your dad? Give me his Irish. My Irish. Man I love the you. Northern Irish accent. Yeah. I think it's amazing. Northern Ireland. It's very harsh, isn't it? It's very harsh. From Carrick Fergus, about ten miles outside Belfast. Uh, mm. And Go ahead. Sorry. So I haven't been to Northern Ireland, but this, this place I've actually quite liked. Belfast is apparently a great town. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, amazing place. Um, Stevie Caldwell, though, um, worked really hard on his accent. Obviously on, coming on, over his, and, on, on his, his Canadian accent. accent. Yeah. Well, not, not just, just becoming less Scottish because obviously coming on the TV and the media. Well, it would help him if it was a Canadian accent. If he had some <laughs> with a Southern accent. Hey, y'all. No, but if you hear Stevie now to when he first uh, came to, when you knew, knew Stevie when he first came to Canada, um, he sounds very different. Yeah, He's he really did. worked he on was, it. He was very, very strong. But I could understand it. But it was, you, you were one of the six. Yeah. See, I, I love Irvin Welsh books. Welsh, Welsh, I can't understand when they get going to no, Welsh. No, no, Urban Welsh. No like train spotting, yeah. um, you know, Caribou's stork tail. Great, but they're, I, they're amazing. Now, if you read that, read his books. It's, it's written in the verbiage of uh, Edinburgh, right? Oh, okay, in particular, right? Again, it's not Glaswegian, but it's very strong Scottish. So, if you if you read that and then you watch some of their movies, then you might get a better. I saw both him. movies and I saw a play. I saw Train Spotting the play. Oh, yeah, how was that? Fantastic, but. Once again, I was lucky I saw the movies where they kind of pulled it down a little bit. A little bit, but not much, though. It's still well, really the other strong. thing is I watch everything. I don't know if you do this. I don't know how old you are now while well, I do. But do you watch things with closed captioning? No. no. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Really? I yeah, I, it moves so fast, and I don't want to miss any... Uh, but don't you find you're, you're like a slave yes, to the text? I absolutely am. But I can be, I'd rather be a slave to the text and understand the narrative than be a slave to the imagery and not know what's going on because I missed something. Is it any movie or just movies Every, with accents? No, everything now. Really? Because yeah. you can't understand, can't hear? I or, just, or you can't get it off your TV and you don't know how. Well, because <laughs> I think that's what probably is, Dan. Okay, so I'm going to be a little racist here. I am Asian. <laughs> I can well, figure that you're, out. You're an eighth Asian. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, I'm a half, but... Uh, 
I was uh, I was on my I was on my Facebook hundredth anniversary of my high school, and this is today. And they kept using the word chink to describe a Chinese restaurant. So I said, "Hey guys." And so it was called the Pink Chink, this Chinese restaurant in downtown Ottawa. Was it called the Pink Chink? Or they no, no, no. To it as the they chink. referred to it as the Pink Chink. And I went, just so you know, I understand that people didn't put a lot of thought in this back in the day. And I understand you guys are using it as a descriptor of, but I go, it's kind of a triggering word because back in the day when I grew up, it was used to divide, separate, and minimize my brothers and I. So it's a little triggering. And I, basically, this is what I'm. And I said, so I'd appreciate if you could use other, you know, verbiage to describe your favorite restaurant. Uh, You know, thanks for listening. Thanks for reading. Dan, that's what I wrote. But there was a level of privilege that I kind of went, you guys are throwing around pink chink as in a Facebook thing because it was something you referred to back in the day. And I'm amazed by that, that they wouldn't. That's that's very Racist? Tone deaf. Tone deaf. Yes. At best, it's tone deaf. Yeah. And it was just really funny because then some guy goes, do you remember the restaurant? And I go, no, I don't have a fucking clue what the name of the restaurant was. It's Pink Chink. Yeah. Thanks. And I was like, (laughs) I was sitting there going, ah, Charms is racist. Uh, No, but it was one of those things where I'm like, you know, we keep thinking we've come so far. Gun violence, across the nation, anti-abortionists, all like all these things. And, you know, I, I, it was funny. One of my buddies from Sportsnet, this is a 15 years ago, gay black dude from Guyana, married, sweetest guy in the world, Ian Spencer. And we had a chat about, would you rather have uh, racism that's out front and you know they're racist or would you rather be quiet? And I said, here's the thing, if you open it up, because he was like, I'd want to know who's racist and they explain it and like, I know I don't like them. And I go... The problem with that, it, and this is in 2005, we had this conversation. And I said, if you allow people to think, like allow to think that it's okay to think this way, they will. And we're in this place now where, holy shit, I didn't think we'd be where it's okay to say, what you, you're asking, is it okay to say pink chink? What, you don't fucking think it's wrong like we got in literally were demeaned on my street with a bunch of mean kids and they might not have known they know we were different looking yeah and i always tell you it was a lucky we knew how to fight the three of us could throw down and that is what even shit up because my brother in like grade two ripped the kid's ear off after he was picking on my other brother and they got in a big fight and then in grade six, there was a huge fight. And then, like, I got jumped in grade nine and grade six and, like, all these things. And you think, is it just because I was an asshole or was because they were racist? I mean, you Probably were, a little you bit. Were, you were an asshole. And yeah, I'm that an asshole. too. But, but I that think doesn't that played condone... a, a bit of a role, you being an asshole. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 oh, yeah, it, for it, sure. It didn't help. I didn't, didn't, yeah. it didn't no. help. No. I did see it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But, but it was uh, odd. That was an odd. So, I mean, I, I'm just still blown away that in this Dude, day I can age, show you this. Pink Chink, though, is still being used by, uh, in an urban area. Yes. Absolutely. Still being used in such naivety and ignorance. Yes. Jesus. And that's what happened today. And I and I as I was uh, working on Don and Dash, it was our last show before the summer hiatus. I, I went. Uh, I just got this text or email on or Facebook message saying this it wasn't a message. It was like part of a group yeah. I'm in. But I found it so to your point, tone deaf. And I wasn't an asshole. I go, I'm no shrinking violet by any means. 
but this is not cool. No, it's you know. So, anyways, living up in Markham and Richmond Hill. Yeah. World is world is a diverse place. Yeah. It is. You know. It is. What was it called again? <laughs> uh, three times now you said yeah, it. You're, no, you keep saying listen, it. Beetlejuice is going to show up. Keep let's, saying let's not give the word power. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, did you see? Did you see? Yeah. Did you see Kula Kula says, we're going to throw this in. Kula Kula said, we need an entire show of Jimmy Brennan laughing. I heard that, yeah. I know. That would and be good. So the, it, it might be better than our regular shows. <laughs> Which would really be sad, <laughs> but at the same time, really funny. Kula, you're right. And there was a picture of you and Kula. Oh yeah, yeah. from way back yeah, when. Yeah, yeah. Back back when TFC yeah. days. Yeah. You were a handsome young man. Oh, what happened to you? No, he's too still much, handsome, but too much sun. Yeah, that's that's tough on the '70s, '80s, and '90s kids when we didn't know about you know how bad sun was. Yeah, we didn't. No, we didn't. You know, no. I put on. Remember that. Uh, Oil? It's not. It's not like a melting here. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? 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 Do, footballers put, do footballers put sunscreen on? Yeah, but what happens as soon as you start running around, you, you start sweat sweating. It starts. Yeah. It starts right. coming off. Yeah, and gets in your eyes. Oh, it stings yeah, like it, shit. Yeah, it gets in your eyes, but then you start getting some skin damage, and you start getting sunspots. And well, we asked. Oh, this is like, downside of being a professional all, footballer. All footballers. You know, you you are uh, you did you have taken the space of uh, taking the place of Danny Dicchio. And we haven't asked you this question. Would you rather play super hot, 32 degrees, or minus Iced five? Down. Yeah. Cold. What would you, cold? Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. Cold all day long. It's miserable, I'm telling you now, when you're on the pitch and it's roasting. Give me, do you remember a day? Oh, loads of times. Deech mentions a, a certain TFC. Houston. Houston? Was it? Yeah. Houston. Houston. No, it was Houston. Houston. Yeah. Houston was one of the hottest places because it's so humid. So humid down there it's it's ridiculous i remember we were, i was at tfc at the time and we had uh chris cummings was a, the the gaffer and he was like look we're gonna get at these guys and we're gonna press them and we're gonna be every time they touch it we're going in numbers and i was sitting there going chris like we're going to houston this is one of the hottest places in the states and it's the most humid place you'll ever be in your life it doesn't we're going for it the warm-up we came out Warmed up, came back inside. He looked at us like we just all came out of a shower. <laughs> He's like, Jesus, good warm up or what? It's humid. It's hot. It's 100 degrees. Sure but enough. 100 degrees. Sure, sure enough, n- we, we tried to press. I think we were down 3 nil after 25 minutes. They just picked us apart. Like, it's, I mean, that's one thing, too, with, with Major League Soccer that you don't get in a lot of countries as well is that there's so many, like, you, you come up to, to Toronto and, you know, the season starts in April and it's cold. And then you're going down into Salt Lake and you're playing in altitude now where you cannot breathe. And that's why they're so dominant as well when they're at home. You know, come to the 67th minute, you're struggling to get air. And then all of a sudden now you're in Houston mm. where it's humidity and it's hot and you go to LA and it's hot. And so the, the, there's so many in, uh, elements and tangible. What's worse, the, the altitude, because they always do the altitude, like Salt Lake, the Jazz always do well for basketball. Yeah. What's worse, the altitude or the heat? Where would you? Alt- altitude's tough because you can't breathe at and, all. Right? At what point does it, does it hit you straight away, or does it take a you know a, a little bit of time? Or? Like you can feel it. Like you, you're you're breathing heavy. And yeah. I remember a couple of times too when you get the ball, your first touch, and you go to ping it, and you've you've pinged it 25 yards over the guy's head. Yeah, right. 
Oh, right, because the air is thinner. The air is so thin. it's so just, it just everything changes, boom. right? So everything's got to change. Yeah. But one of the, the one of the hardest places I think that I, I played in was in the summertime. Um, and it was a qualifying game for Canada, and that was at Azteca Stadium. Oh, that you're would... you're in the heat. You're in the beehive. You're in altitude, and it is miserable. And I remember we came in at halftime, and uh, I think it was nil nil. And we're like, we got these guys. We got them. And as soon as I walked in, you know, shirt off, pants off, socks off, everything's off. You're just sitting there naked with these ice towels that we had on us. And we're like, they're on the ropes. They're on the ropes. We got them, lads. We went out the second half. I think we lost 4-0. <laughs> we got absolutely <laughs> pumped. <laughs> Legs are gone. Couldn't breathe. Listen, while Wonga gets us another round of beers here, yeah. um, let's continue this conversation. <laughs> so it was... <laughs> it's true. I got to pee, too. So All right, fair enough. Um so you obviously you played Azteca, you played in some of the yeah. worst worst places and some real shitholes in CONCACAF, yeah. right? You also played in some really big, famous grounds in, in UK, right? What was the most intimidating environment you've played in? Uh, I think when you go down to Central America, when we when we played, um, you know, when you're playing in Honduras and El Salvador, um, just the, the lead up to the game, the noise and the ruckus that's outside the stadiums, you're getting a police escort to the stadium. You get inside and there's 30-odd thousand fans that, that are so passionate about football. Um, and, and it's so intimidating. Around the pitch, the, there's all the all the cops and they got their, their guard dogs all around. And, and it's the stories that the guys tell you about the old pee in the bag that's coming over the fences. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, those, those are those are some extreme places that, that I played in, um, especially in in CONCACAF and World Cup qualifying. But in the UK, look, anytime you're playing Millwall, you're playing Leeds, Leeds back in the day, they, they were, their fans were nuts. Um, and it, it was quite intimidating a lot of times, especially Millwall when you went and played them, West Ham. But is it concerned, like, obviously before the match and you're taking in the environment and, like, you're like, wow, this is legit, this is real. When you cross that line, do you hit a switch where you're not even... Can you phase that stuff out when you're playing? Yeah, you phase it out because as a game goes on you know a lot of times you don't hear what's what's happening in the stands because you're so focused so focused on the ball the play what's happening but when you do take a minute if the ball goes out bounds or there's a, a stop and play and you start looking around and go jesus this is, this is crazy it hits home a little listen, bit. listen these guys these guys are nuts you know and then that's when you you, you kind of get it can you hear it like when you obviously you played left back or you know on the wing? Yeah. Can you hear individual voices or is it, does it all kind of no, meld not, into not, one? No, not when you're playing. What you do here though, like say if if you're breaking on a counter or you're 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 dribbling with the ball and you're breaking down the line, and you hear the roar of the crowd when they start thinking, okay, we're we're, we're getting into that final third, and the crowd's like, Whoa. yeah, you can you can hear them, and that motivates you as well because yeah, you know, yeah. okay, you're you're in a good spot. You're in a good place for for the crowd to see it because look, especially in in England, Central America, and all over MLS. I mean, the fans the fans are educated, yeah. so when they're up and they're off their feet and they're cheering, they know you're in a good spot, mm-hmm. you know, and that that kind of pushes you on as well because you want to help finish that play. That's one one way that I think TFC and probably MLS as a whole has really matured. When you first came to TFC 2007, right? I remember being in the stands or even in the press box. And you could hear that the fans didn't really get it. Obviously, there was an element that did. They understood they were sophisticated. But most of them didn't know when to cheer properly yeah. or when the chance should happen, right? Yeah. It's kind of a mishmash. Whereas, obviously, overseas, they know 
the right moments to hit yeah. with the motivation. Did you find that as a player back in those days? No, I, yeah, I, I did. I did. And my, but that's all, that's all educational as well. Um, you know, and we, we got to remember with, with the rest of the world, the football and their leagues have been around for so long that Look at you this. Know, they're, they're, their fans are educated and, and they've been taught by their fathers and their, their fathers were taught by their fathers. And, yeah. Um, and with Toronto FC, the, the fans and the passion was there. They loved the game. They love the game of football. But you've got a picture as well. You've got 20,000 fans when we first started coming into one stadium, and it's okay. You know, how, how do we get our chance going? And when's yeah. the right time to get up and stand? Some fans were up cheering, and others are looking at others. And You know, but I think when you go to TFC now, and TFC has been, been around for, for so long, and they've had some great success, and... And there's a, the next generation are yeah. in the stadium now. It, it does and, feel like a, a proper and now football stadium. It feels now, like it? a proper football stadium when you yeah. walk in there, and every fan knows exactly the moment to cheer, to stand up, and they they're educated. They know exactly what's going on in in the match. And it's, you know, I I was down not too long ago watching a match, and um, I was I was like, this is brilliant. Like we're we're here. Like this, you feel like you're in Europe almost now. Yeah, you, exactly. you genuinely do. Well, I mean, I, I, mean, I love being my field. Um, yep. People criticize it, but the fans are close to the field. Uh-huh. It's it's loud. Yeah. It well, looks, we've had it a, looks like a football stadium. The fans get it because you, you listen to them too, right? Oh yeah. Like when when you're in stands and you hear them talking, like they know what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and it used to be very different. When it I first so first went there, I'd be sitting there, and on more than one occasion, I'd be hearing hearing some guy trying to explain to his buddy a rule and getting it completely wrong. And I just wanted to turn around and say, no, that's not how it was. And I'm not criticizing. It was the education, like you said. Um, and there was that element still that were very educated back then. Guys that came from, you know, you sector that came from the Lynx games, for example, yeah. you know, Red Patch Boys, those guys knew their shit. But the average Fairweather fan really grew and learned as, as the years went past. And now it's a very different experience. Well, Dylan downstairs at the bar is a Red Patch Boy. And we're now Facebook friends. And now we're buddies at the bar and we talk to each other. And it's so interesting because we had Jeff Nesker from Waking the Red. And didn't we have Mike Mike Singh at some point Yep, from Waking the Red we, too? We, 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 yeah, we will have. I will, Mike or, yeah. yeah, but it's one of those things where you're like, these guys actually can break down a game. That's what uh, impressed me with Jeff was his knowledge of the men's national team too. Like... And I've always been, so I don't know if you know, Jimmy, I've been a fan of the men's national team, but I'll cheer on the men's national dart team. I've told you. We're going to curl and be darts fans. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Or not fans, but we're going to play in the darts Olympics, whatever that is. But I'm always <laughs> amazed at the how these guys have, like, Jeff goes to every game. I think Dylan goes to every game. The, the passion they have. And... That passion carries you through to the knowledge. And that's actually what I'm getting from you guys. And one of my friends, I was in Ottawa this weekend. Uh, my brother's best friend, Rich Basino. Shout out, Rich. He goes, I wa- he came to visit. And he goes, footy, private, footy. And he's singing the song. as footy, private. Dickie has got a lot to answer for. Oh, yeah, he does. And so Rich just goes, I love it. He goes, I love the banter. But even more now, I'm into it. I follow the games. He goes, I'm with you with Sun. He goes, I think Tottenham's going to play well this weekend. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he's following it. And this is a guy who was a junior hockey guy, yeah. a referee, like was a referee for junior hockey, you know, or not junior hockey, but referee. So grew up on hockey. And all of a sudden, he's watching 
soccer slash football. Yeah. And it's incredible. And he goes, part of it is the tradition, you know? Yeah. You know, the, I think when you when you look at it as well, there, I mean, the two things here I'm going to go off on one is that for people that loved the game, especially back when I when I was younger, you supported teams um, that your your parents supported or your friends supported, and whether it was Celtic or it was Roma or Boca Juniors or uh, Manchester United, you supported those teams because we didn't have our own team as Canadians. We didn't have a team that we go, this is our club and this is who we support. And now what's happened is because MLS has been around for so long now and we've had good success and people have, uh, have such a passion for the game that they're actually going, Toronto FC is my team. You know, my parents might support that team, but this is my local club. Cool. Toronto FC is my team. Yeah. Right? And my kids are like that too now. Like they, they support Toronto FC. That's, that's their team. You know, they're, they're born, born in Toronto. You know, that's, that's their team. So first when they say, okay, who do you support? I mean, obviously I, in Europe I support Nottingham Forest. In, in MLS, I support Toronto FC. That's my team. And my kids are the exact same. Toronto FC first, and then they'll, they'll support Nottingham Forest. And CPL at York United? No. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. <laughs> One day. No. One day One we'll day. talk about yeah, this. I mean, as the CPL grows, then, yeah. then that's, that's what's going to happen but I think there. it's a great point, though. I, th- I think that you know the game's changed so much. And now I think in North America – Fans are allowed to have two teams. I don't like fans having two teams, right? I yeah. hate it as, a, as, as overall. But if you live in, in Toronto, for example, you should support TFC and you can have your European team, yeah. right? They're different leagues. They're not connected. You yeah. can do that. What about, um, what about with Canada's men's national team now? How are you feeling about that fandom? No, you have, you have one team. That's my point. Uh, yeah. Can you be yeah. a... No. No. Right? I think that's pretty no. adamant, right? You can't. I know that. Tell tell Brendan yeah. Dunlop no, that, but, but, see, but he's pretty good. But he, look, see see for me, I'm I'm Canadian. I'm look. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, I got to play for for Canada, but I I'd support Canada first. And if Scotland and Ireland were playing, whoever they're playing, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll support one of them. But if Canada was playing against one of those two countries, I want Canada. To win. What about England? In Thirteen years, you prick. No, and I and I do follow England. I do. I, I and I like to see England do well. He likes England I so do. much. He showed up for Camilla. Yeah. And uh, Charles, yeah. you were like, you were at the, uh, the wedding. You were at the, well, he was, they were there this weekend in Ottawa. And there's Brett, there's, there's Jimmy, Jimmy Brett in the front row. Yeah, Union but that's Jack. Union Jack. Yeah. <laughs> that that no, that didn't, that didn't that sweat in the front. It's fucking Jimmy. It was Jimmy. But, but going back to the, my second point. Yeah, sorry. Right. How you were saying about, you know, people that, uh, that weren't too sure about the game of football and never seen professional football live. And I had a lot of guys that were, you know, hockey guys or rugby guys. And I brought them down to BMO Field. And they watched a TFC game, even when I was playing. And they were like, I cannot believe how physical that game is. On set plays, you guys are grabbing each other. And, you know, you're holding on to each other. Everybody's smashing into each other when that, when that ball's coming into the box. And, you know, if there's a 50-50, how you guys are sliding into each other. And then when you're running and the pace that you two guys are going at and you're bumping into each other, one guy... They went. I had no idea the appreciation that they that about this game until you go see it live. When you go see it live and you realize the size of the guys yeah, as well that are absolutely. playing, that's where it's completely different. On TV, you watch it and you go, oh, yeah, I'm not sure." And, but and the haters live, out there have built this this whole you know belief system that oh, soccer players are wimps. Right. They dive and they fake injuries, right? Some are until you see it in full speed being clipped. 
at full speed. Oh, well, yeah. it hurts. Yeah, yeah. Of course. It no, no, right? absolutely. It does hurt. You know, and I think we got to talk about this. You know, they talk about diving. And some place, yeah, you know, they drag the leg and they're looking well, at a free Well, Richarlson, is that how, how am I supposed to say his name? Richarlson. Unacceptable diving, though. Like, that but guy But he does in Brazil where it is accepted. I understand. Yeah. I understand. You're right. But there is some there is some bad dives. But what I'm saying is, you know, so in, in, in football, they do it, right? They, they do the little drop and try to get a free kick in around the box because it's an important area. Absolutely. And basketball, they drive to the hole and you get a touch. Oh, they're flopping all yep. over the place. They do it. Trying they, to draw a foul. They, Hockey, they do the exact the same thing. Yep. So every sport they do, they do the old dive and they're trying to get an advantage, right? But we seem to get away from it, apart from baseball. I mean, that's the only game that I don't really watch and I've watched it live and it's, still can't get it's, into it. I can't. It's I cannot get it can into be a baseball. struggle. It's hard. Yeah. I can't get into that. But every yeah. other sport, I've got such an appreciation for. But it, that whole diving and... You know, making a meal of a play. It's embellishment, embe- embellishment. Embellishment, I, I hate. You know but what? They, but let's not, you know, go down this road where soccer players are wimps. And, and no. Listen, and no, I grew no. up playing rugby and watching rugby, right? Yeah. And, and I used to criticize soccer players until I really understood the game. And, and it's not easy, right? Ankles and knees freaking hurt, right? When they get clipped. And at full speed, just just dive at full speed. There it was a, There was now, a two-footer the other day that got a red card. And the guy had yeah. just come in. I forget which game it was. But I was sitting there going... If that guy, if the other guy hadn't jumped up and like spread his legs, that dude would have done two and cleats that, on the shin and broken, broken his ankle. Leg. That's a great point, though. You know? I think with, with, with football, with soccer, when they see people dive and try, often it is to evade injury, right? Yeah. You can tell this. When you're going into the box at full speed from the left wing, and you're cutting inside, course, you know and some guy's, guy's coming, coming, you know he's coming you're going to get out of the way. And you're you, gonna, you, you'll dive, not yeah. to win a call necessarily, but to avoid a broken if, leg. If, if I'm, if I'm, Driving down the line, and I'm taking a touch. I can see out of the corner of my eye that guy coming across me. And I might have a little touch where I'm going, this guy's getting the ball first now. But he's going to catch me too if I don't jump here and yeah. try to get out of the way. Yeah, exactly. And if he does catch you, it hurts like hell. And I'm, I've had so many injuries from the game. And I played everything growing up too. And I played rugby. Ever, played the, ever the big injury? Do you get the big one? What's the big one? Well, it could be, you know, oh, like, ligaments or... or, or, nah, or I, think, I mean, you know, it, if, I, if I look... Look at it. Look, I split my eyes open. I broke my nose twice. Knocked my teeth out. Broke my ribs. You got fake teeth? No, both these. They're dead. Oh. Uh, broke both wrists. Broke my arm. Okay, you broke pulled your arm. On, pulled on my hamstring. Uh, my hamstring. Oh, tore worst. My, uh, tore my hip flexor. Yeah. I tore my shoulder. The What's the longest, longest time you were out for? Uh, four and a half months I was out. That's I tore my hip flexor. That's a biggie. Oh, that's not good. I, no. I, I blew both of them. And you broke but, your toes all the time. And I had a double hernia. Uh, surgery. Jesus. Yeah. And then my my hand, look at that. That's why I got that Mark and Mindy hand. This is disgusting. You got because that I, and I got this. Yeah. Yeah, your hands are disgusting. I had surgery. I had surgery on that hand. And then next game I went out and played. I went in, I slid into a guy and broke it again. So you, you didn't miss a game? You had the surgery between games? No, I missed I think I missed a game or two. And he came in and it and was, it it was repaired. And I, had a, I had a cast on him. Went into a went into a tackle and shattered the cast, broke my hand again. And it's worse now because see how it's stay so how how can you say that? My two fingers are stuck together. These other two. So when I go to Tim Hortons, no, I sure, try so, to, so, so, sorry. These these two are stuck together. You can't. You no. Can't. Like I can look. 
If I go to Tim Hortons, <laughs> it's like Mark and Mindy. Or Spock, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, Nanu Nanu. So every time I go to Tim Hortons, if I go to get change, it, it falls between down there. Through. And the amount of times I go, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm like, no, no, it's my hand. I'm sorry. I'll pick You're it like, up. keep the change. Keep the change. For the listeners who have heard yeah. the podcast from day one, we often make fun of Wonga's hideous little finger. Um, I think we may have found a more deformed hand with Jimmy here. Jimmy's got a, yeah, Jimmy's got a live long and prosper thing going on. Yeah. It drags, if I'm, if I'm writing, it just drags along. Dude, you are, well, although, hand. for the shocker, it's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> thank God, thank God we have uh, cautions about things on our, uh, on our podcast. Hey, Wonga, we've been doing this for 203 episodes, right? Yes. This is the first time it's just me and you. It's the first time. Jimmy's gone to the washroom. Oh, we're going to drink to that. Cheers, pal. Cheers. Those early conversations, those early conversations we had over a couple of beers. Yes. Have gone somewhere. Well, let's talk about that. So we were, uh, I saw that you and Craig were out of a job on Sportsnet where they, uh, they literally, it was a story on Sportsnet. Do you remember that page? And it said 20 some years of sports, uh, soccer central over. Mm -hmm. It was something like that. Yeah, I think so. It was dramatic. Mm Mm-hmm. And you guys had done a podcast. Yes, yeah. So, so Deech, Craig, and I, myself for for months had talked about let's let's do a podcast. We need to because we we saw the writing on the wall. But the trouble is about me, Deech, and, and Craig. Great ideas can't execute. <laughs> I also listened to one of the podcasts. You guys were doing kind of what you were doing on TV. There well, was still yeah, more. It's a good point. It, it, it takes a while to break from that mold for sure. Yeah, and I think when I wrote that thing up and then you added to it and we turned it from like, we have to be different. We turned it from, Hey, things we can talk about to, we talk about everything. Although I never at that point didn't think we're going (laughs) (laughs) it's gone way beyond that. Did it really? Oh yeah. And and I'm happy for it. my, My initial concept was, as we discussed was just four guys sitting at a bar shooting this shit about sports. Yes. I didn't foresee the um, general conversation about, you know, from be it mental health, men's health, whatever tangents we go in. I didn't see that. I thought we'd always stick with the sport. And obviously it went beyond that. And all I can say is thank you very much, Sharps. You've taken us to some very dark places. Well, dark and (laughs) look, uh, you and I started off as uh, colleagues. You and I are now friends. Were we colleagues? Uh, Are you friends? You left before I arrived. We we, we did, but we were colleagues in a, like, through Craig and through Ditch. You know know what I mean? Like, there was a mutual respect. Well, maybe on your side. I actually just thought you were a plump white guy doing soccer. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather you call me fat. Hey! 19.3. The fat fit. (laughs) Fat fit is like a watch. It's a new iPod watch. I'm skinny fat at the moment. I'm skinny fat. I'll be fat fit. Anyway, sorry, keep going. Uh, But now we've become, uh, I have to say, we we support each other. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, financially, financially, but even more, I think you and I have a internal gauge of 
uh, how we want to approach life. Our BS meter is certainly on the same uh, trajectory. Yes. Jesus. <laughs> do, you, do you guys want me to leave or are you guys okay? No, no. I'm, no, about, I'm about no. to put my hand on your lap next. We, we, no, you're not. We're just, no, you're not. Two of the three episodes. <laughs> He's pulling away. For the first time in like over two years, though, we actually had the, the floor to ourselves. Yeah. Two of us. It was We'd nice. We've so, yeah. together yeah, fuck by off, ourselves. What a show. Yeah. Just so you know, that's uh, 105, uh, 65 minutes right there. <laughs> we have not... We have not stopped talking. Wait, it's not two hours. No, it's a it's a sixty five minutes. Oh, so, I, 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 already? Yeah, my lineup went through the window, but you know, I'm, I'm actually happy it did. Actually, it was a it was a. Yeah, I'll, I want to ask to you. So uh, we're doing Wongers. Oh, uh, mail sack, mail sack. So okay. someone on. I'm gonna. It, it was a guy from England. He's from Liverpool. Um, and let me find it. Sorry, you guys talk amongst yourselves while we find it. So Jimmy, how you doing? <laughs> oh fuck! Good God. <laughs> when were you asked you to come on the show jimmy what were you expecting yeah it's true because actually i think your first appearance was actually via phone when we were at the eggplant studio no no he came in got did him you? in yeah 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 he came in I was like, oh. <laughs> what an I was like, i'll never do that again <laughs> <laughs> and here you are and now look at me yeah happens to the best of us. Sucked me in, boys. You got me in here. I think we all figured that I would do 10, 11 episodes. Then we'll get real jobs. Yeah. <laughs> and then we and then, now. now we're competing against those people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, no. That was close. Oh, exactly. Women's Euro 2022 predicted to deliver 54 million pounds of economics. Fantastic. I find that amazing. It's Emma amazing. Hayes, by the way, was uh, announced as the LMA, so League Managers Association's Manager of the Year. Oh, in the you, w, you, uh, you were talking SL. about that. Yeah. yeah. We, we mentioned it last uh, show briefly about at some point when a woman gets a big job in a big club, it will probably be Emma Hayes, I would think, at some point, right? But we discussed the last podcast. You were also talking about someone, uh, a female who was doing uh, play-by-play or doing color or announcing that's Emma Hayes. Oh, was that Emma the yeah, whole time? Yeah, she's color a lot. And she's just, Sorry, I call her Emma. Sorry about that, She's incredible. Like, she's... Yeah. As good an analyst as you hear out there. She's superb. More and more, though, I'm hearing um, female voices on, on Premier League broadcasts. And how are you feeling about it? Well, I'm fine with it. I'm not. Well, I don't know. Because some animal. people go, oh, it's just that I'm not used to it. I don't give like, a shit. Yeah, nor, nor do I. No, I don't. Listen, for me, I, I, don't, I don't care what you are, your gender, what you look like. If you know the game and you're doing a good job, then who cares? Yeah. Who cares where you are? You know, it does, does not bother me. That's, why, I, that's I, why you're on this show. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're low threshold to, yeah. for professionalism. How you're working. <laughs> no, but, you know, I, I would rather, I, I just want to listen. If, regardless of the sport it's that I'm talking, I want to know and listen to somebody that actually understands the game yeah. and makes sense when they talk. And I if know. they can do that, and I don't care what you are, then I'm all for it. There are, there are many um, well-known veteran broadcasters overseas who've been doing the job for 20, 30, 40 years, and they offer nothing. But they're there because their name is something. Mm-hmm. Right? We need some fresh blood. You know what you need is some Wonger's Mail Sack. Brought, to you, mail by, sack. brought to you by Testicular Cancer Canada. No, no but, this, but saying that, though, Charms, and I understand what you're saying, uh, saying though, as well, but for me, you know, in certain sports, there's certain names... Of, of individuals that have been around that game for so long and you love listening to oh, them no, no, commentate. No. But there's good right? ones like Shearer yeah. or uh, whoever it is, you know, even Gary Lineker, right? Yeah. They're great. They're great. They're, they've got huge names and they can also deliver. 
content, yeah. right? They're intelligent, they're insightful. Yeah, of course. You know, like but even like John Madden NFL. Like he was just right like when you listen to him. It was like, and then you surround it with whoever you like, but there's certain individuals that, that make I, that. I, but like, yeah, that's yeah. like the inside Holy guys. Mackinac. I can watch <laughs> Joe Bowen. Joe I can Bowen. watch like the legend. inside guys yeah, for like, basketball. Yeah. Shaq, uh, Kenny, Barkley, uh, Barkley and uh, Eddie, right? Those guys, I can watch them every single time. Yeah, yeah, but they don't give a shit. They say how they that's feel. That's how I wanted to be. 100%. And that's why I pulled us into the, let's say that. So even when guys said, you know, like Danny telling us about that Robbie, he, I had to pull Robbie Savage out of him. Like I, I, he didn't want to say it. And then I went, dude, you're 50 or 45 years old. Tell a great story. And he told a great... And you tell now, a great now, story. Now, in, in the defense of Robbie Savage, he did the Conference League final today. And? He's very good. Oh. He's excellent. So even though Deech hates him. Right. What about Jimmy, it, Jimmy's... Does his hair still fan. look good? I don't know. Uh, he was uh, he was doing comms, but okay. he was very, very good. Here's our uh, mail sack of the day. Footy Prime said, Parade Day in Manchester for the Premier League champions it showed pictures of the, the, the parade. Okay. So Mark H, this is what sport sports washing looks like. Not the team being bought by a nation with horrible human rights record. You guys posting an article normalizing the nor I think it was meant normalizing them brand for them. You are doing the washing. Well done. Yeah, so, so Mark, pretty, we're going to answer that. Pointed and fair enough. Good, yeah. good comment. I appreciate the thought that went into that. 100%. Yeah, I do too. Um, Thanks, Mark. But what do you want from us? I mean. I think we're reporting on the actual news story, which is Man City won the championship and they are parading and showing their fans trophy. Okay, whatever. That's a news story that should be reported on. About what? Just met about football. About football. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not, so now we understand we're, 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 the sport washing angle and we get it. And, and maybe totally that's the right. grand plan and they're smarter people than we are. Okay, I, I get that. That's why they bought a big club. And, and that's why you spend club. millions and millions on a parade. Yeah, yeah. But we, what, right? we're we supposed to just not talk about it? Oh, or I don't post it. It's it's news, and we are a sports brand. Yeah, yeah. Simple as that. We're this not. One, they won the biggest league in the world, and we're talking about it, just like everybody else is talking about. Well, this leads Manchester. me to the question that Mark uh, has brought up in my brain: was you're t- you're from Liverpool? I'm not sure if you're a Liverpool fan, Mark, but uh, ask Sharms, who's a Liverpool fan. What do you have to look past from the Liverpool brand that allows you to still be a Liverpool fan? And I'm going to ask you the same about Nottingham. (laughs) It's a really good question, though. And I've been thinking about this. I mean, Liverpool hasn't been that controversial. Um, You know, Tom Hicks and George Gillette. How long ago was that? Was that George Gillette? Prior to John Henry. Yeah, George Gillette, the Montreal Canadiens owner. Like Coors... Yeah. yeah, but they weren't controversial globally. They were controversial within the fan base because they used the club as a cash box and racked up huge debts and almost crushed and killed that club. They were disasters. And, but that wasn't about the club. That was about the ownership beyond the club, right? And John Henry came in, who I'm sure has his own... Okay, no, no, I don't, I don't want to be a dink then. Explain to me the difference than what you... That if it's about ownership, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Well, club, crest. Right, I don't know. I don't know the difference. No, uh, okay. So no matter who owns a club, if you're a Man City fan, yeah, right, and you've been a Man City fan since the bad days, okay, poor ownership and the team in decline and being relegated 
after relegation. Um, you support that crest and that club, no matter who owns it. They're, they're separate, right? They'll come and they'll go. Um, so Saudi Arabia buys your beloved Newcastle United. Are you supposed to then stop supporting Newcastle United because you protest the politics of Saudi Arabia? I don't know. But I understand how hard that would be for a Magpies fan to say, no, I'm no longer a Magpies fan. No. They'll still they're, sell they're, out every game. Right. They will because they're still fans of the club. They're right? fans it's, of the club. It's, they want success. It's, 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 so, it's so difficult and I'm not smart enough to, you know, explain But is anyone smart enough? Do. I mean, Mark has got a pointed oh, question. There'll be many, many people out there who have got great opinions and say you should now let your club go because they're owned by Saudi Arabia or by Abu Dhabi or whoever it is. And they've got bad human rights you know, records. I get that. But is that the club's fault? Wow. Look where the World Cup is. We keep talking about that. And should, we're, should we cover that? We're number 58 in, uh, uh, in Qatar for soccer. So, so <laughs> and we're go- we don't want anything bad to happen does, does, to does, us. Does Mark think we should cover that or ignore it for the month of November? It's a December? great. Maybe Mark will text us again after listening to our, if, he, if he's upset about this. But It's kind of like staying in your lane, right? We're, yeah. we're not going to, you know... <laughs> educate too many people politically that's not what we do we're a sports podcast and we're sports reporters whatever you want to call us that's our job right we should report on the sports stories and then also put a spotlight on the issues so which i think we have done and we will do for the world cup what an answer okay i've got another one it's a good answer he's he's right in what he's saying i mean look what about we, 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 we talk we talk about you know Pep Guardiola. We talk about the players that are on the pitch. We talk. We follow the the Premier League throughout the season. That's our talk. We talk. We just talk football. Did What's you ever have to look politics? You know. Did you ever have to look anything past Nottingham though? Have they ever done anything weird? Yeah, they they've they've had some some <laughs> dodgy owners in the past. Absolutely, they have. Um, like guys that you go. I don't want to be associated yeah, with. Yeah, there were. They've had well, a walk us of, through uh, it. No, that will leave that for, for the other supporters to <laughs> to talk about. As a but, football, as a football, but for me, look, I, 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 I support I support the club. Um, I support the history of the club, um, and obviously because I played an awful lot of games for them and, and been there an awful, uh, you know, been there for a long time. But you know the the whole politics and and everything else that that comes with football clubs these days. Look, I'm I'm not one for that. You know that's that's not my jam. I don't get into it too much. I'm I'm more about what's happening on the pitch, what's happening with the players, the staff. That's that's my interest. That's my interest when it comes to a football club. And there's some people that want to, you know, dive in a little bit deeper and and you know, get to the bottom of things. But that's that's not me. Well, when you're LeBron James, you can tell. You know, you can when you're Ronaldo, you can choose who you're playing for. When you're uh, the third guy on the lower bench and you're getting called up, you want to support your family and you want to go play the game with your passion. If it's Nottingham, if it's uh, God, if it's Newcastle, God, we talk about Newcastle all the time. They're in a weird place. That's a weird if you're a human rights person, you're in a weird place. Maybe it's too simplistic, but do you ask political journalists about sports? Do we? No. Oh, well, you're answering for yourself. No. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you got that, right? No, but that's not my. It's that's, fair. That's, that's not my experience. It's you, fair. You understand that more, right? You get it because that's you've been there. You've dealt with all that kind of stuff, and you you know how that works. Now, see, for me, I don't I don't understand how that does work, right? 
The political side of things. Yeah, the political well, but, but side. But not the way. Not the way. I'm not, I'm not an expert. But you got a, no, much. you're not an expert, but you got a better understanding. I read a lot of shit. Yeah. That's Where really I, about it. I'm more, I like the football side. So I read more into that. I don't yeah. care who owns the club. I don't care what, what's right. going on behind the scenes. But, but for Mark, my, my, my point being for Mark is that I, I get what you're saying. No, I, it's, I do. he's making a good and point. people out for there sure writing, you know, and, and, you know, broadcasting about that. Um, perhaps we're not the place for that. Right? We're not condoning sport washing we we mentioned it craig's always mentioning sport oh and not only that i think we'll call out newcastle we're fair i think i think so yeah yeah, but our our main objective is to have a bit of fun around sport dude i don't know who i can cheer for do you think i can cheer for anyone who owns a professional team almost in like any uh nfl team are you saying billionaires have skeletons in the closet oh my God, I think if you look at any, yeah. any organization who owns we, it, there's, all, there's we, definitely issues. I mean, and not only that, we all have our own personal skeletons. I think we're all capitalists, aren't we? To well, a certain degree. I, I think it's all about I, I our own. I am. Yeah. I want to make lots of money. Well, you also have to put yourself first to uh, make sure that, you know, on a we take care of our own. And so it's important for us to run a podcast that's fair to that. And we don't want to be hypocrites. And a podcast that you're not paying a subscription for. Ooh, free. It's free. Yeah, but here, here's the other thing too, though. Out of all the sports in the world, the billions that go into it, do you think it's all legit money? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, no, no. Oh, no. FIFA, no, Jimmy, Jimmy, FIFA overseas. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. <laughs> oh, UEFA and FIFA? Those are... Those are some dirty. Wow! And that's not just football. No, let's talk about baseball and basketball and hockey. It's all no. This. It's on. not. It's not easy. They made billions. Oh, how'd you make it? Well, well, you know, right. might be some dead bodies. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. You know what? What was great though? I mean, this podcast, Craig couldn't make it. B couldn't make it. You know, Deech. I think Deech could be dead for all we know. I'm well, we, we, we've we've joked about dead. it. We, we have joked about he's it. He's not dead. He, he, you've seen a, pi- a picture yeah, of him. Yeah, I think uh, uh, Kulis. Oh, uh, found a broadcast or something, and in the background was wearing <laughs> a Sacramento <laughs> tracksuit with a scowl. He's like yelling. <laughs> he was he's yelling at a league. He was I, 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 yeah. What league is he uh, coaching? USL. USL. So he's he's yelling at some USL kid. Some some poor sixteen year old kid <laughs> yeah, trying to make it who's through. Who's bagging bagging groceries yeah. at the Win Dixie? And Dickio's <laughs> just giving it to him. It's just not nice. But uh, uh, I was a bit concerned about you know can we fill an hour of content? And I have my line that my, my rundown here, and we hit like one topic. What was it? It was the uh, the conference. Oh, league. and I have one more question <laughs> for that. Oh, I have one more question. I'm oh, sorry. Jesus. Do, okay, you know how the top place team. <laughs> in Europa, plays in the champions, right? Don't ask this question. No, no. Does the best team... I I think so. Does the best team in the conference play in the Europa? Do they move up? I did. Oh, my God. I actually freaking... Is this not a a good question, then? No, I think I actually wrote about this for the parlay this week. Oh, no. I I forget now. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible, isn't it? It's a brand new job, everybody. (laughs) So... Roma finished sixth. Had they finished fifth, they would have been in the Europa League group stages from the Syria. I believe they're in Europa next year regardless. Okay. Well, that means they move up. So there is a promotion. But not because of their performance today, winning the Conference League. I think it's from the Syria performance. They oh, I so see. So does that mean Feyenoord now qualify? I no. don't know. No? No, not, you got to win it. 
Can you put your microphone near your mouth? You got to win it. <laughs> yeah, it's well, true. listen, if, if B is listening, and I hope he is at some point, he can actually <laughs> educate us. <laughs> Friday. Friday or, show. Or Craig can. Craig, news and uh, such. Craig, are you listening, Craig? Are you? News and such. Yeah, news and such. We're back on Friday. Um, so 203, it's done. Yeah. Quite the celebration. We did pretty pretty well. Hit a few things. Two hundred yes. sports washing. Yeah. Um, we did it. Wonga's wang. Yep. My penis. <laughs> Wonga's oh, sack. <laughs> yes, male the male sack. Was that the only one that we have from Jimmy's pedicure, manicure <laughs> approach <laughs> to life? One, yeah. He hasn't done the there may be others out there. Your Jimmy stinky both. toes. Your yeah. de- decrepit skin stinky toes. Uh, from wearing tight boots my whole career. Why? Yeah, one size too small. Yeah. Two sizes too small. Like pull coffee. I go half size, half size smaller than what I normally wear. We discussed it before. Yeah. We haven't got time right now. We have to end this podcast. All right, now. let's end okay. it. It's way too long. All right, bye. Thanks for listening. Last word, Ginger over there. Yeah.